There's a threat in the world today, a threat to our way of living, a threat to our society, and maybe even a threat to our very existence. And what is this threat? said where do you go for all the hap hap happening for uh, all sports needs sorry <laughs> bwsports1.com that's where you get all the hap hap happenings that is correct uh and they like i said before they are going to uh um be uh uh announcing their winner for the indians game come wednesday contest so, so you still got time to enter uh, no, the inter- oh, you're, you're, you're it's done, done there. Yeah, done? so they're okay. going to draw it Wednesday. Well, uh, if you so aren't in, you missed out on a couple out. good seats still with like uh, the, the one in the ass. At, and, and I'm sure it's going to be a fun game. Oh, yeah. So it's always still a like good time the page, please, if you haven't already. If you're uh, one of our fans, definitely hop over there, like their page. Uh, if somehow you hopped over here and one of their fans don't like our page, do the same. Um, and if you're checking us out for the first time, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um Hope you uh, enjoy what we're throwing oh, at you. Dan says it's um, Marion County Crusader. May 18th. They're going out to the track before uh, the Marion County or after the Marion County Crusaders game. Before Marion. Yeah, no, it's before they head out. He, oh, he worded that a little weird. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Come on, Dan. <laughs> so, so be, 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 come, come on, on Dan. Dan. So before we go out to the Marion Crusaders game, We'll be out of the track uh, doing a little May 18th. Is that uh, – that's going to be bump day, right? I don't know. That's the week that's, after. That's the weekend after the Grand Prix. Yeah, so that's bump day. That's week before uh, – I, I don't know. I can't remember what they're doing Sunday. I can't remember. Yeah, they're the doing something weird. They, they switched it up. Uh, I posted it, and I can't remember to save my life. Yeah, so, um, you know, now that we're in segment two, we'll do a little uh, rundown on um, – little local racing uh speed Rome will be uh canceled this evening right. they're gonna postpone and they're actually gonna race tomorrow on easter sunday they are do you know yeah. time uh, i want to say it starts uh spectator gates open up at like three or something i got you so get your uh easter egg hunt out in the morning uh, yeah. get your lunch in with your family get your ham in get you your, catch some racing out speed Rome. maybe the easter bunny be out there yeah Whiteland Raceway is canceled today too, and they said they'll have a they will have a makeup rain date, but it's uh, to be determined at a right. later time. Yep, they're gonna uh, observe the holiday tomorrow and uh, take off. All right, and uh, Mr. Rance is on here. Uh, they've uh, canceled all racing activity out Ingles today. Yeah, but I was unfortunate. I was uh, I was gonna take the kids out there. Yeah, so we'll, which uh, uh, the way today. it looks out, even if it wasn't raining, I wouldn't uh, have taken it. It's yeah, cold, too yeah. cold for the cold, for cold. the for the little one at least. Yeah, definitely. So. But yeah, so uh, local racing and uh, the surrounding areas is pretty much shut down today. Yep. Yeah, and uh, more than likely, uh, with the exception of the speed drone, uh, they'll be shut down tomorrow in observance of Easter. Easter and that's yeah. why we're on today yeah. instead of tomorrow. Because right, uh, exactly. I'm sure during the normal checkers and records at 11 o'clock on Sundays, we will uh, be probably uh, hunting Easter eggs. Yeah, I think. I think me and uh, Pops is going to work on the go-kart tomorrow. It's oh, nice I thought you out. said you guys were going to hunt Easter eggs. No, we're not going to hunt Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah, we're going to work, so... work on the go-kart and Can get it ready. Can you imagine being your neighbor looking down right. and seeing you and your dad hunting for Easter eggs in the front? Because they're, uh, they're planning on getting the cart out. May 2nd is going to be their first race. Where are they going to go out? 
Uh, probably Whiteland. Nice. And uh, Steve Knight is going to be his driver, which uh, Steve works at Comet Cart Sales. Nice. So, uh, you know, if you need any uh, karting needs, you can go out to Comet and uh, Steve will take care of you or Rex or uh, Mark Harrison or any of the nice guys out at Comet Cart Sales, which they've been in business. I can remember uh, being a, a, a little feller. I was little at one time. I was going to say, were you like two? Yeah, <laughs> about one and a half. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then my dad raced, so I remember going out to Comet when I was a kid. So Comet's been in business for a long time. They do uh, in-house any any engine work you need done. They can build you an engine. They can rebuild your current engine, um, new used chassis. I mean, whatever you need, Comet gets it done. So uh, I'm excited to see uh, Dad get the car out on the track and Steve take it around and do some laps in it. God, nice, nice. Yeah, that'd be fun to uh, hopefully we can check out something at Whiteland there. And uh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, you know, if uh, Andy O'Gare or Sarah Fisher's you know watching Checkers and Wreckers, which you know we are kind of a big deal, so they they, they, they might be. <laughs> uh, Tommy Boy and I would love to do a show down at Whiteland. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, if we can make that happen, we we are one hundred and fifty percent down to do that. Yep. So I like 150% damn. Yeah, absolutely. So um, with that being said, let's hop into a little, uh, little F1. Yeah. Not a lot of racing this week. Per yeah. Se. Since um, there's not really any racing going on, we're just kind of doing a, you know, a free for all second segment where we're just going to discuss some things and uh, talk about some racing. <laughs> I read a lot on the internet. So I yes, got some, <laughs> I get 500 text messages a day. I'm at work and bing, bing, bing. I was like, hold up. Can you can I tell answer when I'm going the first to the bathroom, can't you? <laughs> I didn't need to know that. I did not need to know that. Uh, cart number will be 06K. There. 06K. 06K. Is that a old number? No, that's uh, no. my old number was 17. Dad won't run it, which I don't care if he did or not, but he won't run it. Uh, 06K is actually Steve's number because Steve actually has a cart of his own that he races out at Newcastle. And he runs for points at Newcastle. So, uh, you know, him, him and dad's deal will be uh, Whiteland. And I think they're going to run uh, the Beach Grove race at the high school, which uh, I believe Checkers and Wreckers will be there Heck for that. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a good one. So um, that's uh, Father's Day. Yep. Yeah, we'll have uh, fun out there. I'm going to try to get my dad out there. The kids will be my out there. My dad will be there. You're, well, yeah, your dad be out there. Which I, I spoke to your mother at work the other day because Tommy Boy's mother and uh, brother and I all work together. But uh, I told her we were going to do the show at uh, the Beach Grove race and uh, for her and your dad to come on over. So I'm sure Pops has no problem doing that. No, no, no. He at enjoys all. that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so getting into F1 news, what, what kind of F1 news you got there, Tommy Boy? So, uh, and, and you know, as I'm diving more into F1, as we. You're uh, getting addicted to F1. I, now, I, aren't I'm you? liking it a little more. Uh, I, I don't like the uh, the dominance of, uh, of certain teams, but hey. It's a different style it racing. Is, it is. Um, but I learned that Jill DeFerrin is uh, McLaren's, like, president of operations or yes. something like that. Which Jill DeFerrin's <laughs> an ex-IndyCar driver. Exactly, ran yeah. for Team 90, Penske. What, 94? He drank the orange juice. That's yes. it. Gil DeFerrin. Is, or Jill, Jill DeFerrin. DeFerrin. Yeah, Gil. Sorry. Uh, but, uh, yeah. He's Are you famous. thinking of the movie New Guy, Gil? <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen that movie. My goodness. What a blast from the past there. <laughs> Wow. So, but uh, yeah, so I learned uh, Jill DeFerrin is still around, but I, 
Uh, oh, yeah. Doing a little F1. Uh, like I said, he's uh, famous for drinking the orange juice and making uh, Indianapolis angry after the 500. Cause no, he... I thought that was Emmo that drank the orange juice. Where it was. You're right. Yep, you're it right. Emmo yep. that drank the orange juice. You are correct. I apologize. Yes. Because he, he, he owns a... uh, orchards. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yep. <laughs> I apologize on that. But, yeah, he says McLaren is going to regain their P1 and P2 with the current drivers now that they have uh, Sussanes and – uh, uh norris God. thank you thank you norris uh, philip norris so do, i mean do you think that's possible I, it's hard maybe two and three or uh sorry three and four but i don't maybe see uh it. ninth and tenth because <laughs> i i don't i don't i don't see carlos sainz for one being that driver to um, be up there running in the top five uh the norris kid though he has looked pretty impressive this year so but McLaren's not the team to compete with Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, unless they have a trick in their back pocket that I don't know about. Right, and and maybe it is just the uh, just to um, keep uh, entertainment or uh, that, that's to keep right, just you know McLaren, get some publicity out exactly. for the team. Uh, but I mean, they're saying they're coming into and they're finding finding that power there with uh, Renault, and and it seems that. The, the people that are driving the Renault cars the, the, with that power that uh, they're saying Renault oh, is that's kind right. of – McLaren is a Renault team. Right, that they're kind of finding that that Renault is like, hey, but maybe they flipped that switch. Well, we found our, like, found like, our... like I've been saying that Renault is in they, – they, they keep saying that 2020 is going to be their season. Mm-hmm. I so, can see, especially with the two drivers they have in the actual Renault team. So, I mean – and and there's no question that the Renaults have some power. They they've shown it at times, but their their reliability has definitely been in question. Because you got to figure, uh, up until this year, Red Bull, Verstappen, and Ricardo last year they ran Renault power. They did. Yep. And they won races. They you know put it on the pole. They they had podium finishes. So the Renault engine does have the power. Right. No, I, I completely agree. But like you said, it's the reliability. But this year, I don't think we've seen any of that reliability. Well, yeah, we have. Carlos Sainz in the first race, yeah, he did. He got uh, on fire. and Well, and uh, Ricardo in the first race lost the motor. Did he lose motor? I thought that was on him. That I thought he got jumbled up in that first first lap. Mayhem. I thought he ended up losing the motor at the end. You might be correct on that. I, I just He did get tied up in the uh, that mayhem, their first first lap, I believe. Um, but but like they're saying they are coming into their own. They're finding that power. So maybe they have turned a corner there. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to beat Mercedes this year. I think that's going to be a hard one. They're already taking off way, way ahead. Um, oh, Daniel says if we want to test the phone theory, we can call him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but uh, I don't have anything plugged in. I'd have to no. reach around everything. Um, um, but I think no, maybe the phone guest is... we had lined up. He has uh, in-laws in town and uh, wasn't able to do it, but. Uh... We have agreed to uh, do it at a later date, right? So, uh, but yeah, I think Renault has possibly uh, turned a corner there. So, Tim Kastner, hello, buddy. It's been a long time since uh, since we've seen each other. Thank you for joining us here. Appreciate it. Will we Saw see Lambo in F one? I, I don't foresee Lamborghini in F one because I, I, to my knowledge, I don't know of Lamborghini ever being involved in F one. Um, you know why? Why? Uh, Lamborghini's known more for the sports car aspect, which, and now that uh, 
Formula One's gone to uh, six-cylinder engines. I don't think Lamborghini even produces a car that has a six-cylinder engine, so they would have to completely redesign something. So, no, I don't see Lamborghini being a manufacturer in Formula One. It it just, I think... I could be wrong on that. It'd be hard for another manufacturer, I think, to jump into the game. It's just, Um, I mean... You know, Chevy might be one that I could see. It's funny you say that. No, I wouldn't see Chevy in there at Team all. With Haas. No, that's that. I don't think Chevy wants to jump in with all the sharks. I mean, that's 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 <laughs> a little a, tuna hopping into the that's sharks. That's a big <laughs> field right there. And being an American manufacturer, because Americans already aren't loved in F one, so right. I'm sure they really don't like Haas being there. Well, that's right. Might as well team it up there. Just give them. The, <laughs> but like, I don't if you're going to give them one middle finger, might as well throw both up. I don't <laughs> see Chevy. I I would see Ford doing it before Chevy did. Okay, no, and I mean, yeah, I I could see that as well. Which I guess I could see Ford possibly getting back into IndyCar because you know there for years you had Ford. The Cosworth motor was a Ford. Yep. So, um, or like we were talking about before, uh, I mean, possibly Toyota. So uh, there's, there's, I guess there is uh Toyota could be a manufacturer that could possibly an F1. I mean, Toyota's uh, up in their racing. So maybe that is something that we was could Toyota in F1 before. Not that I, I know, I wanna of, but I say, could be wrong. I want to say they were involved in F1 before I thought maybe, but I could be wrong on that too. Gotcha. So um, I, I guess maybe there could be, but it'd have to be a big manufacturer that's already involved like is lamborghini do they do imsa do they do they, they lamborghini does do imsa okay okay that's what i said they're 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 more into the sports car field you know they don't um, want to redevelop something that yeah and even even their imsa team it's not one of the um prototype cars mm-hmm. it's more uh, a lamborghini i don't know whatever the model is and you know they might put a couple ground effects and a wing on it and some Slap, slap some decals you. and junk on it, and there you go. But yeah, I mean, F F one is a. I was watching a, a documentary on Ferrari today. It was a was it called Ferrari: The Rise of Immortality or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about Enzo Ferrari, and you know, in the nineteen fifties and stuff like that. And, and you look at some of the manufacturers that were in. Grand Prix racing back then, you had Maserati, uh, you had Jaguar. No, I like how you said yeah, Jaguar. See, I was going to say you like that, didn't <laughs> yeah, you? I did. <laughs> uh, I'm hip to the lingo. <laughs> yeah, right. But, I'm uh, calling him Gil and you're saying Jaguar. <laughs> Jaguar. But, uh, so, I mean, there, there's been other manufacturers in F1, but it's just such a, a expensive, expensive stage to, to get into. You, I would think if, if somebody like that was the hop in it, they'd have to know that they had a top performing car and that they were going to yeah, be able they, to get they into would, it. Yeah, they would have to get with like – but who do you get with? I mean, about the, the – Williams? Say, hey, dude, let's let's reinvent the wheel here. we got to right. do something. Red Bull. I mean, because right. you got to figure out Honda's in. Honda's in Formula One right now because they that's what Red Toro Bull – Toro Rossi. Yeah, yeah Toro Rosso. Red Rosso, yes. Rossi. I got, I'm looking over at him there. Um, yeah, yes. Dan, don't be hating because I know how to say Jaguar. I don't know if Nissan would. They're more of like Rally and uh, they're an IMSA as well. Yes. I, I just don't know if uh, they had the – because, once again, the funds are a, a big I would like that. to see Nissan possibly get into IndyCar. See, and that's where I was thinking more so than F1 is that to, uh, like Toyota, Nissan. Yeah, Toyota. You could, I could see that more so in IndyCar. So for, but for, uh, getting, getting back to that, you know, that uh, Ferrari special I was watching, I just have to say, man, 
guys that raced those cars in the 50s, I mean, they had balls like this big. Oh, that's an under. That's an under. Guys, I mean, raced because until they like were two thousands. They were going out there, and they would just have like a a button up like dress shirt on, you know, short sleeve button up dress shirt and some pants, and and they would and and when they started back then, that's what was wild. You know, the cars would be lined up on this side of the track. All the drivers were on this side of the track, and then they, you know. <laughs> set them off and you have to run over get in your car fire it up and take off i was reading on that too so they said there was people that wouldn't fasten their belts completely no they, they didn't they didn't wear belts because they said they didn't want to wear the belts because if the car flipped or got upside down or whatever they would rather be thrown from the car than being it. trapped in underneath the car oh that was uh what and nikki lauda and they were showing it. some of these guys from the 50s the history of ferrari it's kind of morbid, really. I mean, because like Enzo Ferrari, his father died. Then like a month later, his brother died. And then when him and his wife had their son, Dino Ferrari, which there's a car named after him, he died. <laughs> he, but he died, you know, he had, not in a car accident. He had disease and he died. And then all these Ferrari drivers that had been killed, I mean, there was like six drivers in the 50s that drove Ferraris that died. Yeah, that is pretty crazy there. And I mean, they were showing some of these wrecks and like, um, I, I want to say the race is called like the Mila Mili or something like that. I might have my Italian pronounced <laughs> enunciation Mila wrong, Mili. something like that. <laughs> but it was a thousand mile race around this town in Italy on the outskirts of it. And uh, a Ferrari driver ended up dying at this race. He had come into the pits, and they told him, and said, hey, you know, we got some body damage back here, and it's kind of close to the tire. I want to change the tire. And he's like, no. But he was dating this uh, American actress. Well, he's seen her, and she come down. They had this big, long, romantic kiss. But you didn't have time to change the tire. <laughs> so he's coming to the finish line. Priorities. He's coming to the finish line and can see the finish line and the tire blows and it kills him and his co-driver and it got in the crowd and killed eight people and five of them were children. Wow. That was the last time they ran that race. Yep. But I mean, it was just, I'm watching this and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of morbid thinking of all these drivers that died driving a Ferrari. And the fact that Ferrari's still around today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, 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 uh, that's crazy. You would, th and like you said, I mean, these guys back there and uh, when, before racing, the, the uh, safety measures were put into place for racing. Um, yeah, they, they threw it out there. They, uh, uh, if you've seen the there movie. There was no safety. Exactly. If you've seen the movie Rush, that's what uh, uh, Nicky Lauda says when he gets married. He says after that, he, he should have never really gotten into that because then he had concern for his body. He had somebody else out there that was worried about him, and then he, he worried. Well, see, and that's what Enzo Ferrari was saying. He, he said that he didn't want his drivers to get involved with a girl or get married or anything like that because then they were involved with something other than the race car. Exactly. To Enzo Ferrari, it was all about the race car, and he said that his number one driver was whoever finished best on that Sunday. Right. And he had, like, back in the 50s, he had five drivers. <laughs> Yeah, he would, sure. he would field five cars. I'm sure they were all throwing it down, too. I mean, you're oh, throwing yeah. it in Ferrari. He would go out and find studs, and he'd have five studs driving Ferraris. Right. And, I mean, 
No, that is, that is pretty crazy though. That's interesting. Did you see had... that was on Netflix there? Yeah, no, it's on uh Stars. Check that out if you got Stars. I'm sure that's pretty interesting. Ferrari, The Rise of Immortality. Yeah, it was it was here I'm thinking I'm just going to watch, you know, <laughs> them talking about the different Ferraris through the years and I was like, "Okay." A little different than It was. It was. Not baby friendly or family friendly. Though. I mean, there wasn't really any cussing or anything like that in there, but you know, you will see like some of the the crashes they would show they were graphic right i mean you would see the guy laying there but that's what uh, when i was watching senna uh addison was watching that with me and they show that wreck and you just see his head kind yeah, of uh, that, just laying that, there and she goes he fell asleep i said yeah you you could say that uh on the wheel that but uh but yeah you could uh that uh I mean, like I said, even where Senna in the 90s, I mean, look how much, look how far safety has come in these race cars. Now it's safer. Back, you would never say it was safer to wreck a race car on the track than it was to wreck your car on the road. Now it is safer to wreck a race car on the track than it is to wreck your car on the road, I think. Would you agree Pretty with much. me on that? Pretty much. I, I really do think so. I mean, unless you get into that fence. They, I think, I mean, most of these guys, they, they step out, they're walking. These guys, before, it didn't happen like that. Uh, was it true, Danny true. and Gaius? There's a picture uh, in the museum there, uh, 500, and he's going over the, the yard of bricks, and he's in the air, and his legs are hanging out of the car. I oh. Mean, you know it's coming down. Well, like um, Mark Dismore, which owns Comet Cart Sales we were talking about, I, I still have the National Cart News magazine from when he got in his wreck out the Speedway. And, and, you know, they did still shots, like frame-by-frame frame shots of the wreck. And you can see at one point, because when, when he wrecked, he lost it coming out of four, and he ended up hitting the wall coming into the pits. He hit the wall like this, and then the car went airborne. As he's spinning, you can see his the, – the, knock the front nose off, and you can see his legs hanging out of the car. Yeah, that's and that's – I don't think you would see that today because that is all that, – that one cockpit, it's all single – I mean, it's, it's no, I, I, I don't think I don't think you something. would see it like and we were discussing earlier. I mean, the, the, the cars are totally different than what they ran back then. Right. Yeah. The old like you're not going to hear an accelerator sticking. You're not going to no. that stuff's not going to happen back then. So uh, which hard I mean, for an accelerator stick when it's all electronic now. <laughs> well, <laughs> gremlins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never know. But uh, I'm sure they have some kind of override. Right. But uh, going forward in F1 news. Uh, and we'll keep it quick here. Uh, Hulk said uh, Ricardo is coming into his own here. Um, Nico Hulkenberg. Yeah. And uh, he's he said he's going to give him some trouble here. So I like that. I think these two, they seem like they're getting along a lot better than Ricardo and Verstappen did. Um, so Yeah, Verstappen's kind of a a-hole. I was gonna, yeah, P. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yes, uh, so uh, I do uh, – I think if these two can can race together and they can find it and that reliability is there, I think I'm going to be correct with that Renault uh, best of the rest thing. Um, so, possibly. And they um, might even end up uh, – it's going to be hard to beat Verstappen, but you're going to be in front of Gasly every race. So, I mean, can you can you put it into third possibly if you're consistent coming through to the last these last, what, seven, eight races? I mean, yeah, I, d I definitely – like Daniel Ricardo, I mean, he's he's one of my favorite drivers in F1, like I, we've discussed before. Uh, you know, he come from a karting background, so automatically I like the kid. And uh, Mark Hogue and I were talking at uh, Ingalls at the time we was over there, which I didn't know. 
you know, um, Ricardo's not one of these rich kids. He didn't come from money or anything like that. He come from, uh, Perth, Australia, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, And not that he was poor, but, but he wasn't well off either. But uh, when he coming through the carding ranks and everything like that, I guess Renault was the one that kind of helped him, that helped pay the way and bring him along and develop him. And that's kind of how he got into that Red Bull-Renault situation. So I think that's why when he was talking about leaving Red Bull and, you know, and, and Red Bull was talking about getting rid of Renault, I think that's why Ricardo went to Renault right. to, to keep that loyalty. But yes, I can, if, if Renault puts the car underneath Ricardo, I can definitely see him doing great things. And, you know, they're saying 2020 is their year. So both those drivers are on the docket for 2020. Does, does that mean that Ricardo's going after a championship in 2020? <laughs> I think it, or does that mean Nico Hulkenberg? can go after a championship in 2020. I think Ricardo's definitely the better driver of the two. I agree with you. And I'm not but, knocking Nico Hulkenberg, but I, I, you know, Ricardo has competed at this level. He has won races. He has, you know, got pole positions. He has podium finishes. Right. And he's used to being able to run up front and compete, and, and he wants to get back to that. Right. No, I'm with you there. I agree with you. So, uh, and then, uh, so I was reading a little, uh, the, the, the F1 world is lighting up with news out of Ferrari right now. So, I mean, you got, uh, their, uh, the people, their race coordinators, they're, they're telling Vettel or they're telling, uh, Leclerc to back Vettel or, and then let Vettel pass. No. Uh, and he did it. He did it. Oh, I know. Uh, and, uh, so, but then, so, uh, People are kind of getting on Vettel and saying, hey, do you, do you need uh, uh, Ferrari to, to do this for you and, and put you up there? Um, and he says he's still at the top of his game. I don't think he is necessarily. I, I think Vettel is still a top-tier driver. But Ferrari just doesn't have they're, – they're missing that little bit. I think Vettel, if he just shut up and drive, he'd be so much well, better. Well, but he's never going to do that. <laughs> no, no, and that's I mean, the thing. It's Vettel, like, Vettel's going to – and and he's made it clear he's not happy with Ferrari right oh, now. Oh, very right? clear. He's made it clear. Very clear. And if he can't go out and win races, he will throw the car, the team, everybody under the bus, and no. he doesn't care. And and, um, I, and he maybe did that's... it at Red Bull. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's done it at Ferrari. I, I, I don't see – um, yeah, I, I think that at the end of the day can take you down. I think we're going to see, and Leclerc says he's a completely different racer, which he is. Um, but he, he's pretty much coming out and saying, you know, um, we're not using the Negative same cars. And he pretty much said, you know, the way I read it, at least that Vettel right now is a better driver, obviously. Uh, he's the, he's the novice. He's the, he's the guy the that's been world there. champion. Um, but Leclerc, not the current world champion, but he has been car. world champion. I think the the car setup right now for Leclerc, it's just his his driving style. I think it's set up faster. I think it is is like that. Well, but, I think Leclerc, you know, being a rookie, he he's and being with, being with yeah, being a rookie at Ferrari. So with that being said, I I think he's gonna drive a little bit over his head and try to get these results so he secures that ride and keeps that ride at Ferrari. Because if I remember right, I think he's only got a one-year deal. Yep, and somebody's nipping at his heels. Yeah. <laughs> nipping. <laughs> Were yeah. you wondering what I was doing there? <laughs> I mean, there, there's always a driver waiting to fill a seat at Ferrari. Well, you so, know who I'm talking about there. 
I mean, we talked about oh, it. Oh, um, Schumacher's right Nick, there. I Nick mean, he, Schumacher. He says he's not going to rush in there, and I don't think he will. But that's that seat comes open. It's hard to say that that's not his. And I guess I really can't say till you know a little bit farther in the season. But if Leclerc can produce results and and doesn't bash the team, you know, and and keeps moving forward and progressing, where Vettel's not doing much and and constantly bad mouthing the team and stuff like that, I can see Vettel being the odd man oh, out. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. Schumacher taking Vettel's. Yep, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. So, and that uh, like you're saying with uh, Leclerc there. He the professional professionalism for a young guy like him to to hop out of the car right after that race and they asked him, they said, you know, uh, how do you feel about uh, them telling you to back up for Vettel? And he says, I need to talk to the engineers. It's like he stopped back. He didn't, you know, in his head, he's thinking, no, I don't want to. <laughs> well, you don't want to back up. You don't want to let at a guy the end of the you. day. End of the day. Bottom line is Vettel is the number one driver at Ferrari, and they're racing at that point. They're racing for the manufacturer more so than themselves because you're not going to win that race. Mercedes is way up there, right? So they're saying Vettel had a better chance at the end of the race to win for points. So yeah, uh, you know they're and, and not knocking Leclerc, but but the order at Ferrari is Vettel one, Leclerc two. Right. No, I'm with you, especially right now with his first year, like you said. I mean, they, they put a young dog under Vettel for a reason, I think. I mean, they, they knew what they were doing there. Uh, learn from him. Don't. They, and I'm sure they talk to him every day. Do not talk like him. <laughs> Don't get into that. Which uh, Vettel doesn't seem like he's a guy to really take you under a wing. I doubt he's giving them too much no. help. <laughs> so. I, I, I don't think they're best of friends. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure they're not going out after the race and having a beer at the local pub. I would highly doubt that. There's an interesting picture, too, of the uh, Ferrari, uh, like the race president or whatever. He's sitting on pit road, and he's watching uh, the Mercedes do their double stack in China. I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> like, okay, you want to watch a team do it? There, and it, just the way the person took the picture it just looked perfect. I mean, it's like, yeah, you want to watch a a team do it here? Watch. So, and you talk about an impressive pit stop that was. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. The double stop in China. I saw somebody replayed it, and, and bonus is he's going around. And he's like, guys, please don't screw me here because <laughs> Hamilton's already in the pit. Oh, when when <laughs> yeah. when both Mercedes double stack. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. Whew, I did see that's it. a heck of a. I mean, yeah, I didn't you know what you're talking Hamilton, about there at first. I'm you like, get okay. Hamilton off of that, and he, I mean, bonus is pulling a boom. He's right behind. Whew, that's sweet. That looked good. I mean, they're they're pit stops. I mean, it's it's amazing to watch. They're they're so synchronized and and everything's exact perfect. Oh, until the, you get those ones where they're not even there. Yeah, the, the car pulls up and the guys are running out of the thing. Like, oh shoot, we forgot to go. Yeah, but you know, like Mercedes <laughs> and Ferrari and Red Bull, you know, they they pull up, their guys are on it, cars fuel, tires change, and they're gone. Yeah, I mean, it's quick. Like was three, it? four seconds, three, four. Yeah. I was going to say three, four seconds and they're in and out. They showed a uh, Senna do a pit and side by side, like Hamilton and Senna's over there. He's talking to the guy. <laughs> He's in there for like 13, yeah. 14 seconds. And yeah. then uh, Hamilton, boom, four seconds gone. See ya. <laughs> I seen a, I, I don't know if it was this year or last year, but I seen a, a, a video when Vettel come in the pit and the, and the front Jack man, you can hear Vettel on the radio yelling at him, "Hey, Stone, no, you're scratching the bottom. You're scratching the bottom." Ooh. And uh, I mean, he's just giving this pit guy <laughs> the business, and I'm like, "Damn, dude!" 
Yeah, I mean, that's part. I think that that could be. I think maybe part of the Ferrari's issue is is maybe they're. I mean, you get a guy that's bad in the the locker room, bad in anything like that. He's a cancer. Exactly. I mean, you start to shred and you start. But then again, you know, a a lot of these drivers, they they don't really talk to anybody. They they go out, they come out of their motor home or wherever. Well, I don't think you really have motor homes in F1 like you do NASCAR and IndyCar, but they come (laughs) out of wherever they're back hiding at. They're Ritz Carlton. (laughs) And come get in the car, go out, do whatever, practice, qualify, come back in, and then go walk off. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, yeah, for uh, F1's a very different animal. Oh yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And then, uh, so here's another thing I learned uh, doing all my my reading there uh, is uh, Prost is now Renault uh, Renault's uh, advisor. So I didn't know uh, Alan Prost or Lane. That's a good analogy, Daniel. Is it Elaine Allen? It's A L A I N, the guy that uh, was sent his teammate. Oh, Elaine Prost. Elaine. Okay. So uh, he is uh, Renault's advisor, mm-hmm. and he says these Renault. Uh, um, what a, the reliability issue was unavo- uh, unavoidable. He says with growth, with uh, as you as you uh, I guess try new things to get faster. As you do these things, you're going to have these issues. And he says oh, yeah. they've worked past it. So that's kind of like what I was talking about there before. But it kind of blew my mind that you see all these old guys in, in racing that they're advisors and uh, they're still in the the scene. But we're not just well. Nicky Lauda is still around, and uh, he's with uh, is it Mercedes? Is he with Mercedes? There? I think so. I didn't. I saw a uh, interview. I was doing uh, watching a video of, with him, and he he got big. I don't think he can fit in the F one car anymore. He's. Uh, it looks like uh, two of me there. No, not Nicky Lauda. Maybe I was thinking at least uh, the older version. He looked pretty big. Not not two of me, but uh, he. I don't know if he'd fit in the car anymore. At least uh, from what I, I think said. he would. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Maybe I was looking at somebody else, but I could have sworn that was him there. So, but. Uh, um uh, they're uh like we we were talking about uh uh really that is i guess all the f1 news you got anything else there not really so uh like we were talking about there before mclaren full-time manufacturer and uh imsa so uh that's interesting we kind of spoke on that but uh, uh I what think power plant are they using that i have no idea that i i saw the the headline there and did a little quick uh quick glance uh i was just kind of excited to see mclaren kind of uh, i guess I'm not going to say putting the money because they've already put the money, but putting the the time and effort. I mean, they're they're getting more deep into what they're already deep into. So I wonder if that's setting up because you know Alonzo has been running some sports car stuff. So could that be? So could that be they're creating a ride for Alonzo and Emsa? I'll tell you what. You throw Alonzo, Elio, uh, and uh, oh, I don't want to see Elio. Juan Pablo Montoya on the racetrack together in those Emsas. That might be. That's an interesting oh, race. Yeah. That's a fun race right there to watch. You might have something, uh, oh, don't something for, don't, cooking up there. Don't forget about the Taylor boys. They're, they're tough, too. I mean, you know, IMSA, IMSA's got some drivers in it. Oh, no, no, you're right. I'm just saying just as far as, like, these old uh, – uh, they're old. They're not old. But they, yeah, uh, they're, you know. The my, older drivers of the, the past there that we saw uh, – I, I grew up with, I guess, so – uh, they're kind of going into IMSA, and that kind of makes it interesting. And Which Montoya and Alonso's already raced against each other before. Well, right, yeah, in F1. Yeah, because Mont- who did Montoya run for in F1? It was uh, McLaren, wasn't it? Was it? I, that, honestly, I, I, that were, I couldn't stand Montoya. I can picture the car. It was uh, silver and black. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a McLaren car. Gotcha. And uh, we were talking about Sato in F1 the other day. Uh, 
I saw a video there. It said Sato just causes hate or chaos in F1, <laughs> and he takes his turn, this hairpin, and he wipes out like six cars. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was like, whoa, way hot there, Kamikaze. Marco. <laughs> <Hold on>. Exactly. <laughs>